Hello, it's me. Evan, don't you remember when we had Brad Cham on? Brad told you you have to be lively when you open up the show. He wasn't on the show when Brad did that. I wasn't here. I was covering a playoff. Team. Okay, here's what we have to do, Evan. Show some spunk. Let's go. All right, Barry. Uh, Barry has spunk. Kevin, what do you have? <laughs> I don't know what I've got here. It's a, This is a, another uh, endless edition of Upon Further Review. Is that not correct? Yes, the show with the longest intro on the net. And that's saying something. It is. And we also have, as usual, a special guest to liven things up. Special guest, are you there? I'm here. Who is it, Kevin? Kirk Bowles, who has been with the Austin American Statesman since 1946. The days of the hot type. Yes, yes. That's right. You covered all the coaches. You go back back to Ed Price, don't you? I just missed Ed, much much to my chagrin. I did talk... I did uh, cover Daryl, though. He did but cover Daryl. Kirk, when you started there, wasn't Kevin your big brother? Wasn't he the guy who showed you the ropes? <laughs> oh, yeah. I learned everything I know from Kevin. He's a lot older than me. You did. You, you have known every Bevo, haven't you? Oh, intimately. Okay. <laughs> I wish we hadn't gotten into that. Let's get Taking started. Taking animal husbandry to a new level. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Kirk, let me ask you a question. Go ahead. So... Texas looked like it was gaining a little bit of momentum for a minute with the wins over Oklahoma and Kansas State. Uh, Is the season back to being a complete disaster now? Oh, absolutely. Probably with a capital D. Uh, You can't uh, go up to uh, Iowa State and lose 24 to nothing, get shut out by a 2-5 and football team. I mean, that's just totally unacceptable. And so here we are one year after Charlie Strong told us that that Texas will never, ever lose five games in a season again on his watch, and they're sitting there three and five. So, yeah, I think that qualifies as a disaster. So, Kirk, what the uh, – I didn't get to see that game, so uh, – Lucky you. Yeah, I'm lucky me. So, they obviously in previous games against Oklahoma in particular had established the run, power game, that type of thing. It Was that playing right into the hands of Iowa State? Yeah, pretty much. You know, there have been uh, concerns uh, about the uh, Texas passing game or lack thereof for a couple weeks there. They, you know, this this was their third straight game that Texas as a team has passed for one, under 100 yards. And you think about that in today's age of college football spread attacks where an Oklahoma State can score 70, 70 after, you know, losing 17 to nothing after about five minutes. And, you know, to get shut out and not be able to pass more than that when you're behind the whole game is pretty much a cardinal sin in this day and age. I'll just point out that Aaron Rodgers did not pass for over 100 yards this this, uh, this week, and neither did the Cowboy quarterback, Matt Castle. So th- I do think Denver and Seattle are probably a little bit better than Iowa State, but I may be going out on the limb there. So, also, I, also, I believe both those teams lost too, Barry. Talking about going out on a limb, how far out on that limb is the Texas coach? Well, the seat is stays hot. You know, just about the time we think it's cooled off, Charlie's fine. He's turned the corner, and he's uh, kind of established himself. You know, they take two giant steps back. So, you know, he's sitting here with a five-year contract, all guaranteed, you know, over $5 million a year. But he's 9-12, and 12, and that record doesn't lie. You know, it is what it is, to quote Bill Parcells. And, you know, you look at their wins, and, you know, this year you got Rice, and you got an 0 4 in the league, Kansas State, and you got Oklahoma, which obviously looks like a fluke. 
at this point. But it sure didn't look like a fluke. I mean, I think you guys saw that. It looked like a real dominant team, didn't it? Well, how much goodwill did that Oklahoma win by Charlie Strong? A lot, a lot, because we've seen what Texas can do under Charlie Strong. So without that, you have no concrete visual evidence that, okay, Charlie knows what he's doing. He's not over his head. He can coach a good football team. You know, before we get too far away from it, basically I think he's in this situation for two reasons. Is that, one, he still doesn't have a quarterback, and we know whether it's Pop Warner or NFL, you got to have a quarterback, and, and they do not have an established quarterback. The second thing is, you know, their best six players on defense all graduated. Malcolm Brown left early as a junior defensive tackle. So his best players left on defense. Uh, my first question to Charlie in the first week of August was, is there a chance you could be worse this year than you were last year when they went six and seven? And after almost swallowing his tongue, you know, Charlie just said, well, I don't know about that. But it was almost, you know, ordained that they were going to be worse with the defense, less experienced, and without a quarterback. And then you had an offensive coordinator under fire who was demoted after one game. You know, all that happens, and you're looking at kind of a three and five season. So, how does he turn it around now? Is, does uh, he's been playing Tyrone Swoops a little bit more? Uh, I'm not sure that's an answer. Uh, you know, does he? You know, he's already changed the play callers once. He's called out his uh, seniors for the lack of leadership. What does he do to turn it around now? Well, I think they leave the country in players only meetings, so I don't think that's really the answer. Uh, you know, they're they're in obviously a must win situation with Kansas this week, but you know, really when you look at it, it's almost a can't win because if you beat them sixty to nothing, is anybody really going to be impressed? Because Kansas sitting there zero and eight, maybe the worst team in America, uh, maybe the worst team in Big Twelve history. So. You know, he's not going to get any credit for that. You know, they've got to win three out of four to get to a bowl game. And I think almost nobody outside of Belmont Hall thinks they can do that because they've got Kansas. They go to West Virginia, which is never easy. They host high-scoring Texas Tech on Thanksgiving night. And then they go to Baylor, which could be a little dicey. So, you know, buying three wins there for me. Uh, You know, the people I talk to. Find me two, Kirk. Find me two. Which would be the you got Kansas. What would, else you got? I would say Texas Tech would be their second best because Texas Tech has zero defense, you know, giving up 70 points last week to Oklahoma State. They are at home. They better be playing for pride at some point. But if I would say that's their second best chance. I mean, I don't think you can find anybody that would give them remotely a chance against Baylor because Baylor's going to want to score 80 to impress the CFP folks. So, but, you know, to me, the bowl game has already slipped away, barring a miracle, and then winning the next three in a row. So can it happen? Yeah, I guess it can happen, but we sure don't see much evidence of that happening. So if you can't fix it this year, how do you fix it in, in the offseason? Do you do you fire the coordinators? Do you uh, do you hope Shane Bouchelle is the answer? What 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 is the deal? Well, that's a good question, Kevin, because, you know, uh, Shane Bouchelle will be a freshman. He's supposed to be coming in in January, so – do you want to put your job status on the shoulders of a freshman? They may have to, but, you know, I think most everybody suspects uh, there'll be a new offensive coordinator. Nobody thinks Jay Norvell has done enough to earn that uh, 
permanent tag after taking over for Sean Watson. Uh, so I think that assuming, you know, Texas didn't completely tank, I think Charlie will be back. I think, you know, barring a loss to Kansas and other collapses, he deserves a third year by all, all means. He deserves a third year, to be fair. But I, I think we'll see a new OC. I think there could be some other uh, changes, maybe at offensive line coach and maybe running back coach. So it, I don't think it'll be a full-scale makeover, but I can see two or three new coaches on the offensive side in the offseason. So if they hire a new offensive line coach, is he going to have to come with the uh, uh, play-calling uh, duties as well to make that work, or is it going uh, to be in court? What are we going to do about that? Well, I don't know. I think you spare no expense. And I know when Steve Patterson was the AD here for about 15 minutes, you know, he was telling – uh, Ten too long. Yeah, he was telling Charlie, you know, go get Tom Herman as your offensive coordinator. And Tom Herman wasn't going to come anyway. Obviously, he's doing okay in Houston as a head coach. But uh, so that's the thing. You got to go get the best offensive coordinator, give him at least a two year contract, pay him the big bucks. And uh, for a line coach, I've even written in print they should go hire Mike Sherman, but- who's probably, what, the best high school coach in Massachusetts? You know, yes, so he probably, don't, and he could bring him a couple of offensive linemen along the way, couldn't he? He's, is there a better line coach he than knows, Mike Sherman? He knows talent, I'll tell you and that. He sure recruits them, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, where would Kevin Sumlin be without Johnny Manziel and all those first-round offensive linemen that Mike Sherman recruited? So, absolutely. You know, Pretty and, much where, you would know, Kevin, where would Kevin Sumlin be without all the quarterbacks someone else recruited? Yeah, exactly, and that's where Charlie is right now. That's right. So. Well, but, Kirk, let me ask you this about making changes to the staff. You know, Texas is a is a premier job, but you're also going to have openings at Southern Cal, South Carolina, Virginia Tech, Miami. Those are all head coaching jobs that are open, and they're going to be filling staffs. How aggressive is Texas going to need to be in terms of going out and getting somebody, or can they afford to sit back and say, we're Texas, we'll just at the end of the day, we'll money whip somebody. No, I think sitting back and saying we're Texas hasn't worked out too well for them lately. And I think they have to be very aggressive. And if I'm Charlie, I'm already making noises and putting out feelers to potential offensive coordinators in college, in the NFL. I mean, you got to go get the best person you can get. And some have raised the question, well, why would somebody want to come if Charlie's a lame duck coach? And but the other thing, it is Texas. You can money whip uh, candidates, as you say. And if you come in here and turn this thing around, you've got that on your resume, and you might be able to get a head coaching job if you turn around this. Because, like I said, it is a disaster right now. So could, could they, if I'm Charlie, I'm already doing that could behind they, the scenes. Could they hire a head coach in waiting to be the offensive coordinator? Uh, uh, that, well, I don't know. Uh, that didn't work out so well last time. Yeah, I'm just asking. I'm asking an expert. Anymore. I'm asking an expert. Let him in. No, they cannot. Okay. They they will never do head coaching. So that was again. that was three people who thought that was a bad idea. There's only and only yeah. one person whose opinion I value. <laughs> Thank you. Kurt. Let me let me get the rest of the staff in here to back that. Yeah, up. that's right. Name, yeah, name me a exactly. time that's ever worked out for anybody a head coach. Well, in I, I don't mean that they should designate him the head coach in waiting, but you bring. Yeah. Up they a, tried that too. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean just right. bring bring us. How about bringing in Mark Richt from. Uh, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, if Mark Rick goes anywhere, he's going to go to Miami, and I, I just—they're not going to. Mark Rick is not going to leave that, or be fired. He'd be fired and taken as taken offensive coordinator's job. He's not. It's if not, he goes, not happening. If, 
If he goes anywhere, Mark Rick's going to the rocking chair. I think. You know, we were knocking this around the office yesterday. You know, here's a guy you could go get as your offensive coordinator. A young, young spry guy. He hadn't done a whole lot, but I'd roll the dice on Steve Spurrier. <laughs> Holy cow! And, you, and everybody here laughed at I me. Th- I thought what Barry just said was the dumbest thing. In that the would be the, the most. Hey, Kirk, you're just doing that because it would be the most fun thing ever to cover. No, because it? Steve no. Spurrier is the closest in age, I think, to Kirk. That's of everybody true. There, there's another reason. There's another reason. One, he needs the work. You know, he's out of a job. And, and he two, probably he's even he's even said, yeah, maybe I'll be a consultant for somebody. So I'd, I'd like to thank I'd like to thank her for giving us a headline for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, and, and probably there's some golf courses in, in the UT Central Texas. Get I, I got news for you. This is going to attract readers. <laughs> yeah. All right. And let, Neil, here's the other thing. You name him the not head coach in waiting. Yeah. There you perfect. go. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. perfect. And the golf courses around Austin. That's right. Very that's nice. Right. Absolutely. See, you are on board. I yeah, like the way you're thinking. We're not on board. Uh, so let, let's move on from Texas. Can here. I interest you in Brian Schottenheimer? No. Do you, do you think? What do you think about the, is Kyler Murray the now the answer? Is he going to be the 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 quarterback for the next four years at, at Texas A and M? Oh, I don't know about four years because he may get broken before that. But uh, he's the quarterback of this week against Auburn. We know that. So you know, and I applaud uh, Sumlin for. You know, rising up through all the chaos from the week ago and, and giving this kid a chance. And, you know, some people might have suspended him for however much insubordination there was. But, you know, he did what's best for the football team, and he gave them a spark that uh, they hadn't had. So, yeah, I think he's the uh, the long-term quarterback at this point. And maybe Kyle Allen should transfer to A&M if you guys need another headline. Transfer to Texas, you mean. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but here's the thing about about Kyler Murray. Now, if he doesn't get that opportunity, he's leaving at the end of the year. So, so Kevin right. Sumlin's hand was kind of forced on this. If even if he really didn't want to make this move, I think he had to do it. Kevin, yeah, and and don't you think he's going to be a baseball player eventually? Well, uh, here's the thing. We were talking about he's this. He's got too the yesterday. build to be a. I, I mean, I just look right. at him behind that line, and I looked at him on the field the other day, and I was like. He still looks like a baseball player in a football clo- in yeah. a football player's clothing. Because here's here's the he, thing about him. He he's five nine. You know, I've stood yeah. next to him. He's five nine. Now he's he's not going to get a chance to play quarterback in the NFL. And so no. it, it is interesting to me that he gave up on that baseball idea at least uh, initially. And you know, of course, we know the history of of his of his father and his uncle. Right. His father had a pretty right. successful uh, major league baseball career. His, his, uncle, his did. uncle did. His uncle did. His his father did not. His father had a celebrated case where he. They, that the Brewers sued him for the for the bonus money they had uh, mm-hmm. uh, given him. So I, I asked, as a matter of fact, on signing day, I asked Kevin about that and about the baseball side of the of the equation. And uh, I said, if 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 his experience was what maybe made Kyler decide he was going to go on and play college football, and he said, you know, back then I just didn't have any good advice from anybody. And he said that was a completely different thing back then. And uh, and he made it sound like that he would have been okay if Kyler had decided to play baseball. Talk yeah, and that's probably where his long-term future is. Like Evan said, you look at his frame, and you mentioned he's five nine. I mean, he he does look like a baseball player, and and who who wouldn't want a long twenty-year baseball career? I mean, he he's probably more likely the next Odor than he is the next Tony Romo. I'll say that. <laughs> wow, let me, let, let's go up to, up thirty-five a little bit to the school in Waco. Um, what, what that's do you over th- Highway Six, actually. 
to the school of Wake Up. No, well, I'm if talking you're going I'm, from College I'm, Station. I'm not talking from College Station. I'm talking from Austin. He's he's in Austin. Oh, okay, now. gotcha. Okay. Coming up 35. Thank you. Thank okay. you very. Thank you very much. We'll for be the, back <laughs> to Texas Roadways in just a moment <laughs> for, for, the, for the geography <laughs> lesson. There's a Dairy Queen down the road, boys. Hey, hey I had a, I had a, I had a, I raised an Aggie. I had a son who was an Aggie. I had a son who was a Longhorn. I I know I know how to get there. I know how to get the, from here to there. T- talk to. There are actually people saying that the new quarterback, the, the, the freshman who's coming in, may, Jarrett Stidham. Yes, I know. I'm just yeah. Who I just want everybody to know before you name drop and people go, who is that? Could he possibly <laughs> possibly name. name drop? It's not like he said he had lunch with him. <laughs> Could he possibly be a better fit in this offense? Uh, I wouldn't say so. Oh, I mean, I, I think, heard Kevin uh, tell me that yesterday. No, I did not tell you that yesterday. I think Seth Russell was doing just fine. I think Seth Russell was probably the the dark horse Heisman candidate nobody was talking about, but just because of a better schedule. But you know, here's the other thing too. Even though Stidham's a tremendous talent, I mean, I don't think there's going to be a ton of drop off. But you look at the Bader quarterback, Seth Russell. You know, Nick Florence, uh, Bryce Petty. They all were groomed, and they they weren't thrust into the job like uh, Jared Stidham is going to be you know, starting this week. So, yeah, maybe the upside, maybe he'll be better than Bryce Petty and Seth Russell at some point, but I don't expect it in the next month. But I think he's going to be very good, and it's going to be interesting because, you know, you got the weight of the whole playoffs, you know, basically uh, on this guy's shoulders. But I think he's going to do very well. We've spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about quarterbacks, and we have not talked about the best quarterback in the state of Texas, pro or college. Pro or college. Does You're not talking get... Matt Castle, right? No, we're not. <laughs> okay. He, Matt Castle didn't. Sure. I, he might finish second in Tarrant County at this point in time. Uh, second, Boykin win the Heisman. Does Boykin win the Heisman in your mind? Is it a two-man well, race in your mind? Yeah, I think it is a two-man race, and I think some might argue it's a one-man race, and and it might even be over if Fournette goes crazy on Alabama and LSU wins. Uh, I, I think it could be over if uh, Fournette does that, but. Boykin's had a tremendous season, and I've even written, I'm not sure he's even better than Josh Doxson, their receiver, who I think is is just awesome. He may be the next Odell Beckham, but, uh, yeah, I think it's probably a one-and-a-half-man race at this point. So you, you at this point in time, you're more on Fournette than you are on Boykin? Yeah, he's the man among boys. He's, he's like uh, when I covered Earl Campbell back in the dark ages here. He just He's just separated himself, but... And here's the other thing, too, is, is schedule will have something to do with that. I mean, LSU's still got to play Alabama. They've still got to play A&M, and, and they've got some, some tough games ahead. And so does TCU. So they both have it out there to prove. But I think in the in the public's mind, I think Fournette has to do something crazier, get hurt, not to win the trophy. All right, so we have ventured out now into the uh, into the national scene. So let's into talk teams that are good and into teams. That, yeah, we're not talking about from Texas schools to yeah, teams that are good. Teams that are really good. Uh, so TCU is pretty good. Baylor's pretty good. TCU and Baylor's pretty good. That's yes. right. So let's let's talk public now. schools. We've we're moved go- on from public schools. Uh, yeah, we're yeah right. We're going to go around the, the table here and on the air and get our four finalists. For the college football playoff, as of today, or who will be the four finals? Who will be the four finals? Yes. Who will be the four? Who will finals? be the four finalists? And I and I'm, we're going to let Kirk go first since because he's, he's the oldest. Yes, because so, he's the oldest, <laughs> way the oldest. So not who's it today? Not today. today. I got 
TCU and Baylor both in my final four well, right yeah, now. And you got the Texas fifth. Is that is that the deal? I do not. I had Iowa State fifth. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, so, that's right. So so I will go with the TCU Baylor winner. Who will that I be? Will Who do you think that'll be? I'm going to say TCU. Better quarterback, home field advantage, revenge from last year. I think it sets up perfect for TCU. So I'm going to say TCU's in there. Uh, I think Clemson beats Florida State this weekend. Clemson gets in there. I think Ohio State will not be denied, and even though they could slip up against the fighting Harbaugh's. I think Ohio State's in there. You don't think they'll have any and, trouble with Michigan State? Yes, I do think they'll have trouble, but I think they, their talent is better uh, than Michigan State. So, is that four yet? That's no, three. That's three. Okay. Wait a minute. He gave All you right, Ohio I'll, State. I'll take, he gave you. He gave you Clemson, and he gave us TCU. 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 So okay. that's, that's three, three Evan. There's another I conference outlier. out there that has that usually has some good teams. <laughs> yeah. You might check My out the SEC. Is going to be the Stanford Cardinals. Wow, no SEC team. What? I think uh, no. You, I said LSU, Alabama, didn't I? No, no. You did not. Now you're picking no, five teams. Oh my goodness! See, I'm always I, I kind of in the moment. Okay, we're we're, so. we're trying to help you out a little bit here. Don't put the Stanford Cardinal in there. Do an okay, SEC team. Wait, maybe, maybe, Kirk, did you go to Stanford? Are you one of those Stanford guys? No, he did not. I applied at Stanford, believe it or not. So, all right, I'll put Alabama They're in still there, laughing about if, that out there, by the way. If, if they stumble, Stanford is the one that picks up the pieces. So you're so saying Alabama? I got Alabama, Ohio State, TCU, and Clemson. Okay. That's, that's pretty good. I just want to tell a quick story here. I was talking to somebody from ESPN yesterday. I won't mention names. They could mm-hmm. not tell me who the two best teams in the Big Twelve were. It's not. It's not. Not someone who covers college football. And this was an off th- the air person. Yeah, but but I think this is a, It's telling. It was it, a secretary. I think. No, was it, it wasn't. But it, I think it's very somebody telling. Somebody in HR. <laughs> I think it's very telling around the country that people around the country don't recognize Baylor and TCU. I wouldn't exactly call this a scientific survey. Yeah. I didn't say it was, but <laughs> I think right. I think it's telling. Let's go. Get on with your top four. Beer. All right. I'm going to be real quick. I have Ohio State, TCU, LSU, Clemson. On to you, Evan. Evan? Me? No, Kevin goes next. Okay. He's, he's older than me, too. All right, I, I, I'll go next. I wrote a column for today's paper in which I talked. There were three key games this year in which the winners of those games would go on to the Final Four. Uh, I'm saying, first of all, that Clemson's already in if they beat Florida State this week, which they will. So Clemson's in. Uh, the LSU-Alabama is also this week. I'm saying that Alabama's going to win that game, and that, that means that Alabama will be in. Uh, the Michigan State-Ohio State game, also a huge game. I'm going to pull the upset there and say Michigan State's going to win that game against Ohio State. So wow. i got Michigan State in there. And then, number four, of course, TCU-Baylor. And I'm going to go for the same reasons Kirk mentioned. I'm going with TCU. Well, give it, who, who wins the LSU-Alabama game? I don't think you told us. I did say that. He did. Said he Alabama. said Alabama. <laughs> okay. You know, <laughs> what you, they, they win by – it's like coin flip. They win by default. All right. Now, you, now on to you, Evan. Let's go. All right. Now for me. Oh, he's reading this. In order. I've, I've picked this in order. Are you ready? What does that mean, in order? These will be my four <laughs> seeds. One through four. Oh, oh no, no. Okay. Give us four first. Four Number first. one. No, four first. No, no, Make no. Make it no. dramatic. Number one, Clemson. Number one's Clemson. There Number two, TCU. For the same reasons that you just said. Yeah. Whatever they were. Whatever that was. Number three, <laughs> LSU will beat Alabama this week, I believe. Ooh. Okay, and I, Tuscaloosa. If, yeah, and yeah. if Fournette is a man among boys, he's going to win that game on the ground for LSU. And number four, my upset special, 
I will take the University of Iowa to win the Big Twelve, the Big Ten. Uh, that is a ludicrous upset, but we'll take it. That's good. That's good. No Ohio State, no Michigan State, no Michigan, Iowa. No Iowa Michigan probably has the easiest path. Well, but they do, have, they, they do have to win the championship They game. do have to win the championship sure. game, but it comes down to one game. It is a terrible – I will say this, and the committee may take this in consideration. Their side of the – their schedule is terrible until they get to the yeah. championship But they're game. unbeaten. They're unbeaten, they're and if unbeaten. they if they go into the championship game, they're going to beat a team that will be sitting as a seeded team. I will team. also say this. Houston and Memphis are also unbeaten, and they're not getting in. No, but they're not in the Big Ten. Yeah. And we all know that if there's an SEC bias in this world, the Big Ten bias is even larger. No, and you know who no, no, got no, left? I wouldn't say that, no. Here's Iowa's schedule left. Indiana, Minnesota, Purdue, Nebraska. Yeah. Nobody's going to beat them. No, nobody's going to beat them. That's the problem. Wow, well, so all of a sudden it doesn't sound so ludicrous, huh? <laughs> well, there's a championship. Right. There's got to be a championship game uh, as well, sir. That's and I, true. And I think they may lose by 30 in that game. Okay, well, we'll we'll discuss that at a later point in time. Kirk, we are going to let you go. We did not mean to keep you this long. Um, I know that I got nothing else to do. You've got charitable acts to con- to to do all over town. <laughs> and I, and I will say this, Kirk. I think besides raising the age level of this discussion, you also raise the IQ level. So we're very yeah, appreciative. I'm to go that. there. Yeah. P- please come back. Anytime, guys. All right. This has been fun. Great Thanks, talking Kirk. to you. All right. Bye. And let me just say this: with Kirk now off the air, yeah. he was a great guest. Much he's much better than you usually bring to the table, Kevin. I brought um, Brad Shan to the table. He's going to be really offended that you said that. Uh, I give Barry the credit for Brad. I just had you. I I had you make the call. Oh right! I gave. I said you make the call. Brad deputized and don't because Brad, Brad, Barry, and I we socialize. So don't be picking on Barry. No kidding. All right, we got to get out of here, and I have nothing else to say. Good about this particular episode. (laughs) Bye.